Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing Breaches of the Week as usual. And with that, I'd like to thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information. It always, always helps, and that would be Jay Dance, Darren Young, Aaron Lax, and Chris Fallon. Guys, thank you very much, and if I missed your name because it was a busy, busy weekend, I will get to you next weekend, I promise, and thank you then. But with that, let's dive in because we have no time to lose, and what makes up for lack of volume is really substance, and this is absolutely absolutely nuts. Let's start up with the Liquor Control Board of Ontario, Canada, the entire province, because they're saying that they are continuing to investigate a cybersecurity incident that knocked out its website and mobile app since this past Tuesday. The Provincial Crown Corporation, owner of the Liquor Control Board of Ontario, says in a brief statement this past Wednesday that their website and mobile app are continuing to remain unavailable. They're also saying shops are open, though, to customers if they were unaffected. And I am telling you this right now, if you are listening or watching this as a criminal hacker, you start messing with alcohol, you're really going to start pissing off a lot of people. I wouldn't go there. Here we are. Hopefully they'll get back on their, their feet soon. Moving on. Let's talk about Yum Brands. This is the parent company of KFC and Taco Bell. A ransomware attack uh, forced the parent company of KFC and Taco Bell, Yum Brands, to close several hundred restaurants across the United Kingdom this past week. Now, in a government filing this past Thursday, the attack impacted the IT systems of Yum Brands. Yum Brands also said the attackers took company data, but there's no evidence that customer data was stolen just yet. That's what they always say. Now, around Around 300,000, around 300 uh, UK stores were closed for a day. They're now back to being operational. There are more than 1,000 KFC and Taco Bell outlets across the United Kingdom and Ireland, according to the company website. But it did not say which of their many brands have been impacted beyond, obviously, KFC and Taco Bell going down across the island. So there you go. Heads up to you. If you're a big fan of KFC or Taco Bell, you're going to have to run to the border and I don't know, swim to France. Moving on, let's talk about Nissan here in North America. Nissan, the massive car maker, because on January 16th, they reported the Office of the Attorney General of Maine a data breach affecting 17,998 people, 785 of which are in that state. Now, according to the report, the breach originally occurred on June 21st of last year, but was discovered on September 26th. Customer notifications began rolling out on December 19th. And according to Bleeping Computer, as reported by Nissan in their notifications, the breach originated with a third-party software development vendor that used Nissan's customer data for development and testing purposes. Obviously, never good. You never want to use real data in a dev environment specifically for this reason. Hopefully, if you drive a Nissan here in North America, you're not affected. Moving on. Let's talk about MailChimp. This is the massive mail marketing platform. They suffered another data breach after a social engineering attack hit their employees. They've sent out a hundred, uh, basically to 133 accounts that they have reset instructions for their platform. And so far, only one right now that I can find is reporting, and that would be the large betting site FanDuel. So if you're a fan of FanDuel, heads up to you. You may have been affected. You might want to check in. MailChimp got them hit. Second, second one I can remember in the last year or so. Moving on. 
Let's talk about Germany's University of Duisburg Essen, basically a threat actor known as Vice Society. I've mentioned them here on this uh, podcast and video before. They're claiming responsibility for a ransomware attack against the UDE, University of Duisburg Essen. Now they're doing, they're they're saying they're claiming this attack in November of last year. They've reportedly published some of the stolen data on the dark web. UDE made the announcement over this past weekend, saying that the data publication resulted from the university not complying with the ransom demands. And if you recall uh, my video from the week before or a couple of days ago, actually, ransomware uh, payments are going down. Less less organizations are paying uh, the terrorists, and I think that's a good thing overall. So hopefully uh, the University of Duisburg Essen in Germany is back on their feet. Moving on, let's talk about 1,000 shipping vessels worldwide because a ransomware attack shut down the servers hosting software that is used to manage both the crewing and maintenance schedules of about 1,000 basically shipping vessels. We're talking about the massive cargo containers across the globe. Now, Norwegian Classification Society, DNV, is the maker of this ship manager software, and it says that it had to take its servers offline after detecting an incident on January 7th. Onboard software functionality of these ships continues to operate, according to DNV, which also sets the standards for construction and operation of ships. The Norwegians are one of the largest shipbuilders in the world. Obviously, this is a huge issue. So heads up to you if you have anything to do with large shipping, stevedores or otherwise. Moving on, let's talk about Riot Games. This is uh, one of the preeminent game makers uh, you know, in the world. They said they are delaying game patches or updates after their development environment was compromised last week. Now, the LA game, LA-based game publisher disclosed this incident in a Twitter thread this past Friday night and promised to keep customers up to date on whatever is going on. And I quote, earlier this week, systems in our development environment were compromised via a social engineering attack. We don't have all the answers right now, but we wanted to communicate early and let you know there was no indication that player data or personal information was obtained. Hopefully, Riot Games is correct, and hopefully Riot Games is getting back on their feet. Heads up to you if you play any of their games. Moving on, let's talk about ICE, or the Immigration and Customs Enforcement here in the United States. Their officials have released nearly 3,000 immigrants whose personal information, including birth dates and detention locations, was inadvertently posted online by the U.S. government, according to U.S. officials. In late November, these U.S. officials accidentally posted to the agency's websites the names, birth dates, nationalities, and detention locations of 6,252 immigrants who claim to be fleeing torture and persecution. Immigrant advocates criticize this disclosure, saying it could put people at risk. Obviously, if these people are being deported and they are claiming asylum here and heading back to their home countries, absolutely, we could potentially see some executions back in home countries if they are fleeing that kind of violence. Now, ICE will not deport any immigrants affected by this disclosure until they have a chance to raise this issue in immigration court, according to U.S. officials. However, more than 100 immigrants whose information were leaked have already been deported by the time that breach was discovered. So hopefully, basically, we'll get this all straightened out. Hopefully, this will be adjudicated in court, and hopefully nobody, absolutely nobody, will be harmed as a result of this. The last thing you want to do is send somebody back to be executed when... Quite frankly, they didn't need to be. Moving on, let's talk about the Maple Ridge Pitt Meadows School District in British Columbia, Canada. Now, the Maple Ridge 
Ridge Pitt Meadows School District is warning its school community about a data breach involving more than 19,000 records. In a bulletin posted this past Thursday, the district said it's investigating how files containing first names, last names, school departments, district email addresses, and student grades were released. Obviously, that's all we know right now. They're still investigating, but heads up to you, BC Canada, for your Maple Ridge Pitt Meadows School District. That is a mouthful. Hopefully, everything's okay. And finally, and we have a few finalies for you. If you're thinking this video is a little shorter, interestingly enough, one of the things that I do is I go through and I look at like a lot of different um, law aggregation sites looking for data breach notices to compile this. And I wasn't finding a lot this week, not to say they're not out there, but you know, here we are. But our finalies today are interesting because these are brands you know, possibly love, maybe hate. I'm not sure, but we are starting with PayPal because the social security numbers and other personal information of about 35,000 PayPal users was stolen in December due to a credential stuffing attack. This is according to a disclosure by PayPal this past Wednesday. Now, according to documents filed with the state of Maine, the attack occurred on December 6th and December 8th of last year, but was discovered on December 20th. In addition to social security uh, numbers, usernames, addresses, dates of birth, and individual tax identification numbers may have also been compromised. There is no indication, though, that any financial information was stolen or that customer accounts were misused. According to PayPal, the company's payment systems were also not affected. In a statement, released to the world, but as reported by CNET, where I'm cripping this from, this past Thursday, PayPal said that it contacted affected customers and offered guidance on how to further protect their personal information. The company also basically uh, reset the passwords of all the affected accounts and is requiring users to force change their passwords at next logon. It is never fun when these things get hit. We've, we've seen a lot of spectacular data breaches when it comes to financial institutions due to credential stuffing attack, but heads up to you. PayPal, obviously a massive financial player in the online world, so that's a huge problem for 35000 Hopefully it is just credential stuffing, meaning somebody was grabbing stolen usernames and passwords from like the dark web and just trying logins until they were successful 35,000 times, as opposed to an actual infrastructure breach, which then gets everybody screwed in PayPal. We'll see what's going on. You know I'll keep you up to date. Moving on. Let's talk about T-Mobile because they are back in the data breach world this past week. And I swear to God, they are giving Marriott basically a real run for their money in terms of how easy it is to break into them. Because T-Mobile on January 19th disclosed a data breach affecting tens of millions of customer accounts. This is its second major data breach in as many years and its eighth data breach in the last now, in a filing with federal regulators, T-Mobile said an investigation determined that someone abused its systems to harvest subscriber data tied to about 37 million customer accounts. T-Mobile said they first learned of this on January 5th of this year, and that investigation determined that the bad actors started abusing one of their APIs beginning in November 25th of last year, a couple months ago. The company said that basically it was in the process of notifying affected customers and that no payment card data, passwords, social security numbers, driver's license, or other government ID numbers were exposed. Obviously, not a good look. T-Mobile just continuously getting breached lately. It is absolutely nuts. I'm guessing next week will be Marriott again, but we will see. So hopefully if you're a T-Mobile customer, you're learning your lesson. Maybe you should start looking for another provider. Moving on, we are going to talk about one more thing, and this is a very personal data breach 
for some single people in the uh, city of Seattle. And this isn't cool, but this is what's going on. And this is a scam everybody should be aware about because thousands of dollars were basically being scammed from victims that they met on a dating app. Now, here's what's going on. According to local affiliate KIRO, they spoke to three victims and saw messages uh, basically where each victim shared the same story. This is what happened. They say that they met a man on an LGBTQ dating app. I do believe that app is Grindr, but I'm not 100% sure just as I looked at multiple articles here. Then when they met the person, uh, basically when they met this man in person, the man would basically say that his phone had died and he needed to call his sister to let her know that he has arrived. The victim lets the person date the basically lets their date borrow this phone. This man, he opens their Venmo app and then sends himself thousands of dollars. These victims basically, again, speaking to KIRO, the local affiliate, say they lost between $1,500 and $5,700. Each victim got their money back eventually, but they're basically here to warn others that this person is still out there. The most recent case happening uh, Tuesday, January 17, so about, what, five days ago or so? And these are the things that we really have to worry about. When you are giving your phone to somebody else, and obviously you're doing it as out of a gesture of goodwill, we have a desire, most of us anyway, to want to help people, you know, in need. And if this person needs to call the phone, you're on a date, you've probably talked to them, you know, on Grindr or whatever the app is for a while, and you know, you're 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 getting used to the person, at least online. You feel comfortable giving somebody your phone. And so you can do what I do. So, for example, my phone is completely locked down. If I have to give somebody access to my phone, uh, one, I can watch them. Two, uh, any of my financial apps or critical apps like my MFA apps, you know, that get me into things, all of those require secondary pins or passwords to get into. So if this individual were to go and open up, let's say, my Venmo account, and I don't have a Venmo account, never understood the social media aspect of a financial transaction, so I never bothered to sign up for Venmo, but if I had Venmo, I can basically password protect it in my phone. And so this individual would not be able to get past anything critical, uh, you know, in, in, or get to anything critical outside of, let's say, just dialing his fake sister, uh, assuming he even, again, has one. So there you go. I thought that was an interesting case, but heads up to you. Uh, we see these kinds of scams all the time. Understand if you're giving somebody access to your phone, you are giving them access to potentially a whole bunch of stuff things that you can lock down. And those were your breaches of the week. Were you affected? Let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.